So welcome everybody to the conversation with a young person in in a residential home. We have Felicia here too. Hello. And do you want to introduce yourself? Um, hi. Hi, yeah, hi, that'll do. Like, what's your relationship with Felicia? Uh, she's my key worker. She's my boss man. And she's, like, my care mum. What does, like, care mum mean to you? She's constantly on my case about something. Like, Becky, you need to do this, or <laughs> Becky, you haven't done this, or Becky, you clean your room. How did you describe me and Glyn the other day? You're not my parents. I love that. My boss man's. Yeah. Do you think you, everyone needs a relationship like that? Honestly, when I got put into care, I was in a foster, like, foster house thing, and it was just me and my carer. And I thought we had a decent relationship, but moving somewhere like here, like, it's different for everyone. Like, some people can't handle, like... Because fostering is quite a family environment, and I can't handle the whole family environment. And it's, like, different here, because it is a family environment, but it's, like, on your terms. Because staff aren't on... They change over. So if you've got beef with a staff member, you don't have to see them all the time, but you're having to live with that one person when you're in foster. And it's, like, for me, I thought mine and my old carer's relationship was quite good. Moving here, I realised it wasn't. It was quite toxic, me and her. And it's like different because it's like you're we're all one massive dysfunctional family because we're all like I don't know because me and Glenn get on really well and we we literally just stand in the kitchen and dance and we do weird stuff all the time. It's just different because like these people work here, but it's like they're also like your family and it's kind of weird. They're not your family, but they are my family. I'm a care family. Have you always been open to them being like a care family to you or has something changed? If you're younger, I think being somewhere like here is more difficult because it's like there are a lot of rules and there are quite a few boundaries and there's some things like everything's kind of controlled because they want us to be safe like and stuff. But it's just a thing of like as you get older, it gets easier because like I think for me when I was 15 I really didn't like being here because I was just like oh there's so many rules I didn't like because I went from doing whatever I liked to having people on my back and people telling me what's right from wrong and I wasn't used to that but it's just because they care and I never really had anyone actually like properly care before wow yeah and it was a weird feeling from going to from being able to go out how late I wanted, like doing whatever I wanted to being like held accountable for my actions. Being like, Becky, that was wrong, you shouldn't have done that. There are some strange rules. Yeah, there are some strange ones. Like what? Um, if you want to stay at someone's house, like a mate or something, ask to be proper assessor with a social worker. Mm. and everything for me personally I get really embarrassed if I say to like someone like oh you have to speak to my social worker and she's got to like know your address your mum's number and she's got to speak to your mum at the age of like 17 that is really embarrassing but it's just it's, if you've got good mates around you they won't mind that but some mates I have they will be like no and that it's just yeah hurdles aren't they I 
I'm quite good at breaking placements down and I'm quite good at fucking up so because I've had lots of people in my life just leave and somewhere like here they, they're not going to leave you and they're not just going to like kick you out one day because that's not how this house works no matter what you do they're always going to accept you back in they're always going to give you food if like you've been on a bender they're always going to look after you but it's just the thing of like going from like I'm quite good at breaking relationships down because I'm scared they'll leave me. And being someone like here, they're not going to just let you go. Like, you're not. stuck with me. Exactly. (laughs) And it's that thing of, like, I'm trying to get over just breaking people off to, like, protect myself. And that's what I realised here because in the beginning I was thinking to myself, oh, I'm just going to get kicked out, it's going to be easy. Because I think a lot of kids think that when they move into care, like, because they've got abandonment issues, they've got issues with like relationships with people because they think everyone's going to leave. But it's the thing of like, if someone actually properly cares about you, they're not just going to let you go regardless of what you've done. Because I've done quite a few stupid things. I've done very, very many stupid things. Mm. And each time, like, they've held me accountable for what I've done. They're like, you shouldn't have done that. Have you learned your lesson? Or they've set in like a consequence. But it's the thing of they've never got rid of me and they've never like shut me out or been nasty. What do you think that's taught you like has that taught you any anything about other relationships? So that that's yeah. within this roof. Yeah, um it's definitely helped me my relationship with my mum and dad. Cause I'm not trying to push them away anymore because I've realised they actually do care. Cause for a long time I thought they didn't care because of how my mum and dad are quite old fashioned because they're a little bit older and it's just like the communication issue between us because it's like I struggle communicating with them and they struggle communicating with me and it's like the thing of like now it's like I think we're at a balanced we're we're balanced like because being here I have staff to like express my feelings with and them telling me like oh you should have done this or you shouldn't have like done that or or you did the right thing or maybe next time do this and it's just like having that really helps build my relationship with my parents because like I learned how to speak to my mum and dad and I learned how to not argue with them because we used to argue like cats and dogs and now I don't really argue with them we have like one or two arguments but arguments with family are completely normal if you don't argue with your family that's not healthy I don't think (laughs) that's really not not normal it's It's not not normal. normal Everyone argues, like, here, like, me and the kids here, we're getting random petty arguments, but I always, like, say to myself, I was like, this is what a normal house is like. Mm. Nothing's 24-7 perfect, ever. And it's like, if you don't argue, how are you going to, like, grow and mature? Because that's how you learn from things. You make mistakes, you learn from them. You do stupid stuff and you learn from it. It's all, like, trial and error. That's what life literally is. Mm. Just, I've made a lot of mistakes, very many mistakes. And with me, it's a thing of like, I've made mistakes, but I've learned from it. Because in the time when I'm doing it, I don't realise it's a mistake. Mm. I don't realise what I'm doing is wrong. I don't realise that what I'm going to do is going to be not beneficial to me. It's just going to set me back a few steps. It's like, I used to get drunk a lot. This one time, I drank so much, I um, 
passed out in Burger King in my own suit. I knew this was a Burger King story. Oh no. And the staff member up there, Matthew, mm. he had to come get me and I was literally gone. And it's things like that, it's like having me have that happened, which was so embarrassing, is like I learned not to drink. Like I still have like occasional few drinks, but not like chug a whole bottle of vodka because I'm feeling depressed. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I learn things from me making very, very silly mistakes. How have you, what have you replaced that with? Or have you replaced those things with anything like honestly, chill time and stuff? Honestly, um, I think what I've done recently, because I can admit I did get addicted to weed. I got very addicted to it. I was smoking it every day. And it's like, what I've realised is that sometimes I don't want to talk about my issues, but sometimes like I do. So what I've realised is like, I need to take a step back and think, why am I feeling like this? And like, what's going on for me to feel like this? And it's just like, instead of me running away from my problems and then it just taking like longer for me to sort it out, if I face it head on and I go straight in there and try to solve them, then it's not going to be as long and it's going to be easier. Who do you go to to problem solve or do you mostly kind of like shut yourself off, figure it out in in your own mind? I do I do take some time to myself to like figure out what is my problem. Sometimes I don't even know myself because I could just yeah. be feeling crap for no reason. But then I think about it and I do talk with staff about it. I talk to my mum and dad. Mm. I talk to my friends. It's just... Yeah, because I used to not talk to anyone and I felt so alone. It's like conflicting because it's like I was thinking in my head, why does no one care about me? Why does no one want to help me? I was like me against the world type feeling. But then it's like I just need to let people in. And I, yeah, it's because I really struggled with that, like letting people in. Because of what's happened to me and stuff. What changed to let people in now? Um, I think I've grown up, that's what I think. I think I've realised that what I was doing really wasn't healthy, because it wasn't, I got really ill from it, from all my unhealthy coping mechanisms. And, I don't know, it's just like, staff just like, they're always there. They'll knock on your door ten times a day if they think you're, like, not good. If you're just sat in your room all day, they will not leave you alone because they care so much. And it's just the thing of, like, you just got to talk to them because talking does help. Because mm. I, I used to think in my head, I was like, how is talking going to get rid of how I'm feeling? It's not going to solve anything, but it actually does. It feels like pressure's been lifted off your chest, and it? it just calms you down a lot. 100%. Because, like... If you can't think of a resolution or like a problem that you can't solve by yourself, like staff or people who've been on this earth even longer than you might have been through something like that and might have some advice. 100%. Yeah. yeah. People that have made lots of stupid mistakes when they were younger as well. Exactly. Like, yeah. Definitely. Like, so true. Everyone here has been through their teenagers. Most of you guys have probably done some stupid stuff as well. Yeah. <laughs> We're not perfect either, definitely. No. 
Do you think that feeling of loneliness is like what a lot of young people go through in care? Yeah, it's like, it's a cycle because you feel so alone and you feel like you've got no one. It feels, honestly, it feels like you're fighting everything on your own and it's just, for me, it was exhausting because I wasn't talking to anyone about how I was feeling. I was shutting myself away, I was in my room and I didn't help myself because I know for some people it's like proper hard to trust people but it's the thing of like can't be alone just I don't want to be it's alone it's not healthy it's not, it really isn't healthy mm. because you feel shit but you're not doing anything mm-hmm. like sitting in my room when I feel like that what am I achieving because I constantly beat myself up about it I'm like oh, my room's got a mess, I'm not doing anything to like solve that, or I've not done anything today, or I'm wasting my time. It's like, I could be doing things sometimes, I'm just not, and it's like, because I'm sulking, and it's like, self-pity, and it's just, oh. Oh, yeah, I've yeah. been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it, it's cyclical, isn't it? It just goes yeah. round and It round. is a cycle, it is a cycle, because you wake up, if you stay awake all night, you wake up, during hot like seven eight ish when i i used to stay up all night and sleep all day just to avoid people mainly so staff would leave me alone just because i wanted to be by myself mm. and then i'd because at night there's no one really around except the waking night it's just like lush but it's just a thing of like that's not healthy mm. like you're going crazy because you're isolating yourself and you're just gonna go crazy because I went crazy. It's not healthy. What would you say to a young person who's maybe listening to this in that cycle? What, what would you What would you suggest? What would you say? Like, even if like you don't feel comfortable talking to like your carers or like whoever you're with, it's like there are like hotlines out there and there's like people that you can talk to. Like even if it's like a teacher at school, a mate, like anyone. It's just like if you like. It's like pressure on your chest, it is, and it eats you up alive. It does. It feels like you're in sand and you're sinking, but you can't get out. And it's like, it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse. And then I've, I was honestly in that cycle for a good four months. Wow. It was quite a long time, wasn't it? And it's like I've recently got out of it. But it's just a thing of like, you don't realise till it's too late because you think in that moment oh I'm fine because in my head I was constantly telling myself I was fine and I was just denying that there was like anything wrong because everyone everyone knew I wasn't okay but I was like oh yeah I'm fine I'm fine there's nothing wrong I'm fine and it's just a thing of like you've got to face truth and stuff it's an easy option to say it's fine yeah because if you talk about what is your problem that makes it like it opens it up yeah it's like you're vulnerable then aren't yeah. you yeah vulnerability is not fun no <laughs> no, it's not, no it's not fun for anyone no it doesn't get I'll, I hate to break it to you but it doesn't get really it stays not fun mm. <laughs> like, mm. yeah yeah but would you say that like opening out your comfort zone to different people you know, in many ways, that's kind of been a bit of an answer yeah. for you. It's been a... It makes you stronger, 100%. Yeah. 
Because if you like mm. don't be vulnerable with people, then it's just I feel feel like it makes you stronger if you're more vulnerable, and it's okay because everyone's humans and we all have emotions and we cry. It's okay. That's really brave. And actually, there's people triple your age who haven't worked that out. Yeah. So, so I you're pretty awesome. <laughs> I cry over everything. Like, That's no shame, idea. If no I don't get chocolate, I cry, you know? Yeah, yeah, me too. I get emotional. Mm-hmm. There's emotional stuff not getting chocolate. Yeah. It, trust me. No, but it's just the thing mm. of, like, we're not robots. This is, like... Yeah. It's real life. It is, because, like, if you've gone through stuff and, like, it's traumatised you and you've, like, struggled with it and then you can't express how that's affected you, you're just going to go crazy. Because mm. I went crazy. What are your, like, hopes, personal I want to hopes. go do my apprenticeship in childcare and then I'm going to... Do level one, two, maybe three, and go uni, and then go come back here. And go work here, take everyone's jobs. <laughs> Thanks. No, I just want to change it from like, because for me personally, it's so frustrating when like staff are like, we understand, and like, you understand some parts, but you've not walked through, like, you've not been in this system, you've not had your life completely controlled. You've not had this, this, and this happen to you. You've not, like, things like that. And it's like, I want to be that person for, like, kids in the future. So I can be like, I've done this. Look how great I am. Like, I want to help people. Because it's like, I can actually somewhat understand. Because when they'll be like, you don't understand, I'll be like, yes, I do. I was like, I lived here. I did everything you're doing now. I did all those meetings, all those pathway plan meetings. And it's like, I don't know, it's just going to... I feel like, because we've got a member of staff here called Tony and he's been in care and he understands, but he's not, he was in a foster placement. So I feel like if there was someone here that lived here or had someone like that and I could be like, look, my photos are all on the wall. It's like, I breathed here, I lived here, I slept here. It's like, this was my home. Mm. And it's like, if I worked here, I think I'd be mental. I'd love to. That would be pretty cool. She would, she would, she would, she would be good at this job. Yeah, you would be. I can already see just from this conversation, we've not even been talking that long, how much you'd have to give to a young person in care. Um, so you like working with children, you you like being with young people, you feel yeah. like there's that that's something that's me, part of you. With me personally, I think I'm quite good at reading people. Mm. And I know when something's wrong with someone and I can figure out what is wrong. I think I can figure out what is wrong quite good. Like, staff, they come in and I'm like, what's wrong? And they don't even need to say anything to me. I just know. I'm quite intuitive. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, mm. I think I'm good at advice. Mm. Those skills, you can use those skills a lot in your job. Mm. Like, and like, maybe one day you'll be even beyond this place. Like, with maybe. me, right? There are other young people here they think this is the worst place in the world. And I understand why. I thought this was the worst place in the world until I was like halfway through being 16 and now I'm 17. But it's like, as you get older, mm-hmm. you realise stuff. But it's like, I always remind them, like, we have food given to us, we have clothes, we have 
like hot water, we have everything, like we have heating and we have literally everything we need to live. Mm. And it's like there's people out there in this world that don't have that. And there's people that are literally like sleeping on a mattress on the floor and there's people that like are being abused and we're complaining because we don't live with our parents. And I think for some people they'd rather be here than where they are. And it's like, I feel like, I tried to like tell the other kids here, like, we should be fortunate that we're somewhere like here, because we're going to Fort Park next week. <laughs> like, we are spoiled here. It's like, we get everything given to us. Like, we're fed, we have the ability to wash ourselves, we have a warm room, and we can sleep on, like, in a nice place. And it's like, some people out there as well don't have that. And some people can't be guaranteed an next meal, and some people can't, like, are having to look after their parents or siblings or something. Do you think that being grateful is, like, a key part of getting through life in care or, like, getting through it and being on the other side of it? I feel like gratitude mm-hmm. would be important because, for me, I always remind myself I could be in a way worse situation. It's like, I might not live with my mum and dad, but I can make the most of it. I can, I can get my driving license here. I can do fun activities. It's like, we always like to dwell on the bad stuff, but we don't think about the positives. Like, I'm in a, I'm safe here. Like, I'm safe. And like, not everyone's safe. So it's like, I'm grateful. Mm. Do you think that knowing that you're not gonna, like that you're moving on soon kind of contributes to those feelings? Yeah, because I'm going to be in post 16. A little bit scary. Yeah. Just a little bit. It's like, I I think I'm independent, but it's just that full independence. Yeah. And that is a little bit scary to me. It's that one step closer to turning 18, right? Yeah. But it's like, it's got to happen, because that's life, like... We always got to do stuff that we don't want to do, and I don't want to move out. I'm gonna cry so hard when I move out. Mm. But it's just the thing of like, I've got to do it. Like, it's part of life. You always got to do stuff you don't want to do, and this is one of those things I don't want to do, but I'm gonna do it. So you're sort of anticipating challenges around the corner. How do you think you're gonna get through the hard days? Because there's always hard days. Um, I don't know. I like, I reflect a lot, and I learn from my mistakes. Like, I don't know, it's just going to be me trial and error and everything. Learning what is good for me and what isn't good for me and what works with me and what doesn't work with me. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, just trying to do life mm. as a semi-adult. Yeah, there's. it's a good transition in a way, isn't it? Like that post-16 bit because it sets you up for life because if you didn't have post 16 and you just got sent out of care and you had your own flat or something or you're in a lodging you had to you're expected to buy your own food cook your own food do your own laundry sort everything clean your own like room things like that and you had no clue how to do any of that that would be so bad on the system of like being in care mm. but they give you that option to go to a pro 16 and even here they teach you how to do most things and it's like because 
for some people like I'm, I think I'm really fortunate because I have the like option to go live with my mum and dad after I get out of here but not everyone has that so some people right. like are gonna have to live by themselves or live in their lodging it's just like post 16 gives you that independence that you definitely need mm. to live by yourself because if you didn't know how to manage money and you have no food like what are you gonna do if you didn't have a job or like things like that so yeah it's just adulting stuff that I'm gonna yeah do you think you are being set up to be independent I do here I do my own food shopping each week wow that's good I'm in charge of my own money um I can get on a bus and a train by myself and I have to get places by myself but Covid at the moment though it's a bit funny about me getting on public transport Fair enough. Things like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Covid's... Yeah. yeah. How has it affected education or those areas of life? You know, you talked about wanting to do an apprenticeship and things like that. So, college I was at, my ex, everything that happened with her, mm. um, I don't, I really did not feel safe there. And they put me on a course that was very unrealistic. And they said to me, you need 90% attendance to do the apprenticeship next year. And I didn't even have the qualifications for the apprenticeship next year. So I just dropped out of college this year. And in September, I'm going to start an apprenticeship where it's like, level one, do my English and maths, get level one childcare, move on to level two, then I can do level three. Because it's like, if you're given unrealistic expectations you're just setting up yourself like to fail but no matter how you try if it's unrealistic it's unrealistic mm. in those like you talked about planning and stuff and well those meetings that happen do you feel like you can sit at the table and say this is what I think yeah I was on my college straight out and I was like this is not realistic mm. I was like I struggle with my mental health a lot and you're asking me to do hair and beauty, do childcare, which is like, I got put, I'm not stupid. So in year 11, I didn't do year 11 because of personal stuff that was going on. And because of COVID, we didn't do our exam. So I got given rough grades and that were a lot lower than my actual grades would have been. So then I got put on the course for like, not my ability, like I'm a bit higher. And it's just really boring. Mm. How am I supposed to focus and stuff when... It's not challenging. It's not challenging. Mm. Yeah. So come September, that's the plan. Yeah. To kind of... You, you're, like, pathway to working here and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and get a car and drive. Mm. Exciting stuff. That is exciting stuff. I remember when I learned to drive. Yes, yeah, Freedom, yeah. yeah. Mm. It's, it's like the path of adulthood. It's just mm. beginning. Yeah, definitely. When you think about adulthood, is that an exciting thing? When you think about turning 18, is that an exciting thing? Honestly. What's that? What does that mean to you? Legally being an adult is going to be very strange. <laughs> very, very strange. Because um, I think, like, here... You're not necessarily being controlled, but like people are in charge of your life mm-hmm. here. I'm being in charge of your own life and like making your own decisions and like 
If you want to go out and drink, you can drink. If you want to, like, stay out, you can stay out. No one's stopping you, right? No, because it's, like, your life, and it's, like, you're legally in charge of your own life now because you're not a kid. Mm. And it's just, like, that part scares me a little bit. But I'm also excited. But at the same time, it scares me. Why does it scare you if you're making your own decisions? Because I don't always make the best decisions, necessarily. To be honest, I don't always make the best decisions. I've been quite good recently, but it's just like, what if I make bad decisions and I fuck up my whole life? We all make bad decisions. Yeah. But I just don't want to like... Make one that... Yeah, I don't want to be like my brother, that's the only thing I don't want. I don't want to be like him at all. Mm. Yeah, I just want to be normal. I just want a normal life. I want no hecticness. I want chill. No drama. Do you think choosing good people around you is part of that? 100%, yeah. If you've got toxic people around you, toxic things are going to happen. If you've got people that aren't benefiting you mentally or emotionally or anything, what happened? What are they bringing you? Like, you've got people around you that make you upset. What are they bringing you? Mm. What are you going to achieve from that? Nothing. You're just going to be sad all the time. It's not worth it. There's a difference between the people that challenge you and inspire you to be better. Exactly. And you hear what they're saying and you're like, oh, I really don't like that, but there's truth in that. Yeah, exactly. Versus the people that are Because uh, there, there are people that are like yes men and they do everything like bad and they're like oh yeah let's do this but let's get drunk and drive things like that but it's like the people that actually care and the people who are like loyal and gonna be there for you are the ones that hold you to your bullshit the ones that do hold you accountable to your actions and the ones that actually care because people say they care but if they didn't tell you off and you did something they don't care. Or keep you safe when exactly. you're putting yourself at risk. Exactly. They don't. I've mm. that the hard way. Do you think there's lots of, like, just in your circle at college and stuff, did you see, could you spot those people, see the people that could have been good for you? When I was in college, I knew no one, but I gained a massive friendship group. And most of people didn't like me. And it wasn't anything to do with my personality. It's because their boyfriends had things for me. And that's out of my control. But it's the thing that they hated me because of that. But it's not really my problem. And I'm not going to get all like, oh, she hates me. What have I done? So you hate me? Cool. That's not my issue. That's on you. I don't really mind if you hate me. Like... Mm. I don't really... When people say, oh, I don't like you, I'm like, cool. Like, you make your peace with that quite quickly. Yeah, it's like, it's not going to bother me if people someone's like, I don't like you. I'm like, that's okay. I'm not asking you to be in my life. Mm-hmm. That's your decision. And if you want to be nasty, that's on you. Like, whatever helps you. That's really about. freeing, isn't it? Yeah, it's just not so it's like... I don't really care about much. Like, you don't like me, you don't like me. Like, not everyone's going to like everyone all the time. Like, everyone, not everyone can get on. That's not how the world works. If you got on with everyone, that would be a bit weird. It would be, but there are situations where, like, you might be in a workplace, for example, you might oh, yeah, be okay. even at your apprenticeship or even in your college where you've I think, got I to think get along with those people. There's, there's a difference because, like, 
you can agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. You, when you get in arguments with people, you don't have to be nasty. You can agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys have different political views. You guys have different opinions. That's okay. You don't need to hate each other because of that. But everyone's mind works differently, and everyone's everyone's different people. Not mm-hmm. everyone's the same. Like we we might all breathe and like have the same blood and stuff like that. But it's just like no one thinks the same. We all have our own opinions. And everyone thinks their own opinion's right. That's what everyone thinks. My opinion's right. Your opinion's wrong. It's like, agree to disagree. Like, no one's going to get on all the time, but you don't need to take, make it personal and make it nasty. Mm. Can I have a break? I want to go for a fight. Yeah, go yeah. for it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, firstly, how amazing you are. I know, I'm so cool. <laughs> um, yeah, your dream's about to come to come back here as well. Yeah. Like, what would you change about being... If you were here, if you had... Um, you were sat in that seat rather than in this seat. <laughs> I'd... To be honest, I think it's amazing. Though. I don't think... I think the bond of having someone who's been here and been through the system is going to benefit this house greatly and that's what I want to do mm. I honestly like I can be like you take care of yourself because I didn't take care of myself for so long and if you love yourself then that helps a lot like mm. Learning to love yourself and learning to take care of yourself and learning to be who you want to be is very important because I was being someone who I wasn't for a long time. I was being someone who someone else wanted me to be. I wasn't being me. And I think everyone just needs to be themselves and just Mm. figure out what makes them happy. Like, pursue your dreams make yourself happy do don't need to do anything for anyone else but yourself do what you want not what other people want from you because mm. <sighs> that's what life's all about because it's not them who's gonna wake up the next day it's you it's your life you wanna come a kickboxer do it <laughs> you wanna work with dinosaurs in a museum do it you want to do something? Do it. Yeah, it's my wisdom. <laughs> do it. Yeah. No, that's really cool. Yes. Did you want to ask um, Becky anything? I don't know. I feel like I nag you enough on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah, you do. Did you want to? Did you want to like bring anything? It's like say anything else. Um, don't do drugs <laughs> stay in school um, <laughs> brush your teeth brush your teeth yeah it's very important um, love yourself you've got to love yourself before other people can love you it's very important because if you don't love yourself then you're not going to let other people love you And would you give any advice for like <clears throat> a young person that's say like 14 or 15 that mm. has like just moved into a place like this 
Mm-hmm. It's okay to be scared, and it's okay not to know what you're doing, and it's okay to not trust people in the beginning. But it's great. Yeah. Is what it is, isn't it? That's what life is. Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna make you stronger. And I know it's I know it's so difficult, like but think about the circumstances and think about mm-hmm. this is my life now. What can I do to make it better? What can I do to improve my life in the future? Because I always think like, yeah, I'm in care, but that doesn't define me. This is only a few years of my life. I still got I got like 70 years left. And just because I've been in care for a few years doesn't define who I'm going to be for the rest of my life. I'm not going to dwell on the past. I love that, yeah. You know how many young people say that? Like, care doesn't define me. Mm. It doesn't, because lots of people think, oh, you've been in care. Like, I'm not different. I'm not different yeah. at all. Like, I live in a house. I, like... People think I'm like Tracy Beaker. <laughs> Honestly, people think I'm like Tracy Beaker. I'm not Tracy Beaker. It's nothing like Tracy Beaker. Mm. It's not that hectic. It's very chill. It's literally like a normal house. But all we have different is staff. That's the only thing. Mm. Yeah, I guess it's just a really strong label. Mm. Like it's it's strong. huge. Yeah, but no, it doesn't define But I've had people say to me, ah, oh, you're in care. I'm like, so is that a problem? like I might not live with my mum and dad but it doesn't doesn't make me a bad person it doesn't represent who I am as a person just because where I live doesn't change my morals it doesn't change who I am do you think that's like where does that that label come from where does that perception quite I think people use it like derogatory it's like Mm -hmm. you're in care so it's supposed to be an insult but it's like so mm. it's not it doesn't mean my mum and dad don't want me. Mm. It means I've got struggles and not everyone can be perfect all the time. True. Cause like a lot of people that are not in care are not perfect. Exactly. <laughs> no, I don't know many families <laughs> that are like there's not really a normal exactly. family. It's just like no. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, nothing, there's literally nothing different between me and someone who is not living, not living in care. What do you think the stereotype is, though? Tracy Beaker, honestly. What's Tracy Beaker? It's this program, British lots program. Of, I've had lots of people be like, "You're in a Tracy Beaker care home," things like that, and it's like they think, I don't know, they think everything's so controlled and mm. everything. It's just hectic all the time. You know, it's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast was because I think the understanding around what it is like to live in care is so warped and it's It's so weird and it's not normal yeah and i feel like it is normal to us it's normal to us because we've got think about it Mm. i've got like so many people i can go to i've got my pa i've got my social worker i've got my carers it's like i've got all these people around me that are going to benefit me Mm. And it's like not a lot of many, not a lot of people have that. And it's like if I wanted to, like, I'm getting my driving lessons paid for. I'm getting all these things just because I'm in care. It's literally a benefit for me. So like, oh yeah, I don't know my parents, but I'm getting this for free. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting my driving lessons for free. 
It's like bonus. I get to go to Fort Park next week. I don't have to pay for it. I think it's a blessing. Mm-hmm. It's like, lots of people think, oh, care's dramatic. No, care is what you make it. Life is what you make it. Mm-hmm. You make your care experience shit, it's going to be shit. If you... I know, personally, used to live here, he, I think he made his care experience quite shit. And he didn't fully embrace it. I guess there's, like, you've got more control than you realise. Exactly. If you... Mm-hmm you choose to hate people and if you choose to i don't want to live here mm. i wouldn't go back home if you choose to have the attitude it's not going to be fun for you but if you choose to be like it is what it is i'm here till i'm 18 or 16 or whatever the situation is make the most of it mm-hmm. because it's not the rest of your life you can do what you want when you leave yeah i guess like yeah just thinking about that other young person like for him the idea of like letting people in was too scary mm-hmm. the other option of just fighting <laughs> against it 24-7 was the easier option yeah. I mean maybe it's something that they'll reflect back on later in their life but mm-hmm. like you can't yeah. change people that don't want to be changed that's very true if that's his choice yeah his life not my life not and it's, it's up to that person to accept yeah. support but I guess it? you should just feel really proud of yourself that you've decided to make that choice and let people in even though it's really scary and it's sometimes not that great and yeah 100% but like you're the mm-hmm. one that's been well we've all benefited from having Becky in our lives I know everyone's going to cry when I leave yeah no. I'm just so cool <laughs> <laughs> too cool for me yes yeah she does know how to be pretty cool well I just want to say thank you for being brave sharing your story sharing your thoughts and wisdom and I think that like so many young people listening to this will well it might be really different for them they might have never heard anyone talk like this before and you've spoken about some really hard things really positively and that that reflects on you um and your resilience so like just thank you thank you so much and yeah 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 how do you feel having done done this um proper decent (laughs) (laughs) proper decent i've not done anything